0: you gotta listen to your heart listen to the beat listen to the rhythm the rhythm of the street open up your eyes open up your ears get together and make things better by working together it's a simple message and we found it from the heart Believe it, believe in yourself. Well, that's the place to start. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day where we can learn to work and play and get along with each other. What a wonderful kind of day, hey! What a wonderful (laughs) kind of day, hey!
1: I'm Sebastian from <laughs> Little Mermaid. That is the
0: Arthur theme song.
1: Oh, I don't know. See. you don't know the Arthur I'm theme tra- song. Mm-mm. Damn, I'm older than you. It doesn't matter. I'm also childless. <laughs> it still doesn't matter. Uh, yes, it does. I didn't watch Arthur. You didn't watch
0: Arthur? Pre- okay.
1: No. <laughs> well, I just know that there was some funny-looking little girl on that show. You got you.
0: All of them actually, Francine, DW, they were all all animals.
1: Well, I don't know. I feel like I was an adult. I was older when Arthur was on. When when was Arthur on? Maybe 93. I wasn't an adult, but I was, I was. You, I don't, I don't know. know. You were I probably don't... somewhere
0: watching the stories. That just you... I
1: was watching as the world. Turns.
0: <laughs> I right. strongly believe this. <laughs> praise the. My Lord My grandmother
1: watched as the world turns, <laughs> so we watched as the world
0: turns. Mine watched The Price is right, right, so that was our thing. But well,
1: The Price is Right was on when we were in school, but when we were home for holidays, Price is Right was a, a time of family gathering. Yes, yes, absolutely. But yes, praise the Lord, niggas. Praise
0: the Lord, niggas
1: all that all that jazz
0: what's going on oh not much um what am i what, what oh what what have what's been going on <laughs> i feel like what? i'm in a haze i don't know i think it's because i was off of work for for like a week and some change so i kind of my days started m- meshing together but uh i'm good um it's the new year we're bike with our second episode of the year i'm excited I'm excited, excited about 2019, even though it started off very
1: interestingly. How are you? I'm okay. (laughs) I am very busy, but grateful. Mm -hmm. and just trying to keep all of these responsibilities in play at one time. I'm trying to press play.
0: I think that's what, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to press play because it's time to start working and I have to get out of like, I need to get out of like winter holiday mode.
1: Yeah. I really didn't have much of a winter holiday. Yeah. I worked all while I was at my grandparents' house, my mom's house in Tennessee. Um just felt like what I needed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. I had my laptop at the kitchen table. You did. As you and always getting do. It, getting it done, man. Getting it done. So much to do, man. So much to do, but all good things. Um all good things. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. I'm going to Boston. Oh, Boston! Um, I am. Well, my my supervisor and I are are keynoting or opening. We're, we're keynote the opening keynote at this this uh, professional development meeting. Come on, uh, at Wheaton College. It's like a regional professional development network mm-hmm. in Massachusetts, and they're meeting in Wheaton at Wheaton College on Wednesday. Of this week So Tomorrow Or today and you guys hear this I'll be I'll be getting on a plane And going to Boston So yeah I mean I'm that girl now That you know I forget that I have to get on planes It's so crazy Oh my gosh my, You're so booked mm-hmm. You're so busy No I mean it's just so like I really I, I, I guess it's one of the cooler parts of my work Um But it's just taking a lot to get you mm-hmm. to All the time mm-hmm. And it's It's really weird But um you know, we get to do these really cool kind of talks. what That's one of the things I really love about being in, like, the scholar practitioner place. If you would just allow me to nerd out for just a moment for my other nerd friends. So, um, conventionally, uh, you know, the thing to do after you get your PhD is to just be a professor again. Mm. Or to be a professor. I shouldn't say again, sorry. Um, and that is a very reputable and honorable, uh, profession. um... I know for me, one of the things that was really important while I was getting my doctorate was that I wanted my work to have like a real-time implication and not solely be predicated on like publishing in mm-hmm. scholarly journals because only scholars read those. No shade. <laughs> but it's true. the average person is not going to pick up the journal of thus and so. Um, Aye, but this is the average a... person. <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. But like, I feel like we get to learn really super cool things and we learn how to do research and answer really cool questions. And when we find those answers, I think it's important for us to share those answers with people who actually have those problems. <laughs> I think that's dope. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really dope. We the, the research that we get to do in addition to publishing it, because this is not me shading publishing, because I very much um, oh. think that that's super important and it's an activity that I'm currently doing as well. But... In addition to publishing, we get to actually, you know, talk about our research and use it to kind of cultivate different tools and 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 curricula and all kinds of cool things that people who actually work in institutions and are facing real-time challenges, we can actually give them solutions in their hands and say, why don't you try this and work? So we get to share some of the cool things we've been learning on the project that I'm managing now at this meeting and... I'm 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 hope. I'm psyched. I'm psyched as or sciced as the DMV people Ooh, yeah. as D M V people cyce. would say. I'm cyced, Joe. I'm cyced Well if you may uh allow I'm me I, I
0: appreciate you nerding <laughs> out, you know. You always have a of space course. to do so. If I may nigga out for a moment, Please, I'm just appreciative by all means. that Kia gets to sit in these spaces so that I can like sneak into some of the other spaces, like her dissertations oh, and things like that. And hear about so many things that I would not know about otherwise. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> it's so crazy. But I think it's super important for us to kind of be in these spaces. Hell because yeah. not, You not know, kinda, uh, quiet as it's kept. Quiet as it's kept. Um, a lot of the people who I'll be talking to are, are people who have leadership. Who lead projects at their institutions. Who are in authority. Mm-hmm. And who make decisions that... Uh, you know, and then develop policy and curriculum and those kinds of things impact black and brown Children. students in classrooms. Mm-hmm. So if I can help them to see some of the ways in which their existing practice may or may not be useful mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or helpful or may even be contributing to the problems that they're trying to solve, if I can be useful in kind of illuminating that for them, then, you know, I feel like I can go to go to bed at night thinking that I've done good work. And that's really what I want to do. That's really all that I want to do. That's what
0: you're doing. I'm and grateful. God is awesome. We're thankful. We're thankful for the work that you're doing because it impacts my child in the future.
1: I mean, it's important. We got to have all we these are the rooms and the tables we got to be seated at.
0: Honestly, I'm just saying like we need Kia to have a
1: seat at the table. That's Right. Make room,
0: and I am here for me to try to replace Sonny Anderson and her wigs. <laughs>
1: As a black woman in the food industry, well, we totally need that. That too is a that is a need. Okay, <laughs> I am on a mission. We're tired. <laughs> We are tired of Sunny and them synthetic Yo. wigs that she said in the microwave, child. I am. We are I'm, sick to I'm death. I'm ready. I'm ready to, to bump her right onto the side. I'm tired of her putting Parmesan cheese in the dressing. She got the gold. They need a real nigga at the chop table. So, <laughs> let's get... Can you imagine Jay being a chop judge? Oh, my God. Like,
0: this is delicious. Not enough salt. <laughs>
1: but... I'll be like, first of all, <laughs> chop used to be a family-friendly pork <laughs> It still is. <laughs> Holy God! <laughs> All right,
0: let's do the show. Yeah. we're so dis- we're so easily. Dis- we are. I-, I have trash. We have trash to get get into. A clean up woman All right, a woman who- we have basura, basura, cha 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 cha. All right, but we're gonna start off with something positive. Good news, Cintoya Brown. Has been granted clemency. Oh, yes. And will be released August 7th.
1: August. Now, there are some stipulations. She's going to be on parole for a long time. And, um, you know, there's other things, other conditions. But the good news is that baby will not be in prison for life or for 51 years. That's
0: it. And we, you know, we do want to acknowledge that um, a great amount of her life has been taken from her. Uh, certainly and it's at no fault of her own whatsoever and so you know she can't get those years back and we want to make sure that we acknowledge that but we are grateful and thankful to see that there's some you know some form or whatever you want to call it of justice served and she doesn't she doesn't have to stay locked up until she's 69 years old uh so shout out to governor bill haslam um who is the person who granted her clemency.
1: Shaquille. Thank you, Governor Bill. Absolutely. And thank you to all of uh, you who jumped in Governor Bill's yes. uh, voicemail inbox and his Twitter feed Rihanna, and his DMs. Reagan Gomez. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing your good work and getting your Twitter fingers popped in. Um, I really feel like black when Black Twitter gets together, <laughs> things... happen Happen. okay so uh thank you all i know i know my 280 characters contributed to the to the great uh chorus of uh free centoia as well so i think that you know this this was a very refreshing and welcomed uh bit of good news after After a heavy heavy several several days. days After the, after the start, the first week of 2019 yeah, has yeah. been a doozer, my Jesus. So, we'll get
0: into that, though. Um, mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal and DeAndre Hopkins are going to cover the cost for Jasmine Barnes' funeral. Well, amen. Um, for those who don't who haven't heard, and I don't know how, how you couldn't, Jasmine Barnes is the seven-year-old who was uh, fatally shot in her car with her mother and her sisters um, in Houston, Texas, in a Walmart parking lot. Um I, um the story was absolutely heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking and I definitely shed tears for Jasmine. Um and I just, you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh I I think it's wonderful when people who use their platforms such as DeAndre Hopkins and Shaq um to, you know, to help out victims families and things like that when unforeseen occurrences happen and absolutely unnecessary. Um, unforeseen occurrences, things that don't have to happen. Two uh, two people have been brought in custody. They've been caught, <coughs> um, and it's not the white man that was initially reported in a red pickup truck. Apparently, that was somebody who was trying to flee the scene out of okay. out of uh, fear of his life. Um, it mean? actually was two black men. Are you kidding me? Who mistaken the vehicle for another vehicle for somebody else?
1: Savior God. And
0: uh, they were caught. One of them was caught uh, because he didn't use his turn signal and was pulled over by the police. And then apparently, uh, told them where the weapon was. It was at his home, and he is now in custody along with somebody else whose name hasn't been mentioned. So disgusting. Um, we just we just want to focus on Jasmine's family and. Just trying to honor her and keep, like, things like this are so unnecessary. They're so unnecessary. If we could just think about our actions before we do things, stuff like this doesn't have to happen. Mm, 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 mm.
1: Genuine is in
0: disguise with a new beard.
1: pillowcases around the country.
0: Usher looks
1: like he's about to
0: star in the next Trolls. (laughs) It gets worse. Nick Cannon. Looks like sexual chocolate.
1: <laughs> Listen, what the Nikita hell is, is going the one on? that got away? And you are you would be remiss in not talking about young jock. oh young jock, but young jock been on that bullshit for a minute though. <laughs> no, but this is new. This is oh, some tie-dyed, oh, Easter egg colored bull. Oh, you haven't seen that, no, ma'am. You you know I only get on I'ma the internet let to look at. I'm gonna just let you react. I'm gonna let, let you see the latest and just react. Okay, let me see here holy god
0: wait a minute wait a minute this caption alone conk fight days after usher debuts a new do young jock says hold my beer <laughs> okay what the hell is going on what young jock in the walmart is this i am disgusted um. what in a muse what is this
1: what is the, it's turquoise. It's wrong. <laughs> it doesn't It look like something. When I saw it immediately, I made an Insta story about this because it gave me Little Mo Superwoman. Yes. Mo. As soon as Da-da. I saw it, da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> I just heard Fabulous rapping in the background when <laughs> go. I saw it. <laughs> and I saw <laughs> another picture, young Gi- Evidently, he's been in the gym, he's been working on his fitness. Okay. But we can't even celebrate that because he is out here wearing Little Mama's retired wig from 2009. Absolutely. This is something out of the lip gloss video. And I think that it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. His
0: lip gloss is popping. His lip gloss is cool. It's
1: cool. <laughs> I be loving it. I be, I be loving it. I don't be loving it though. At all. No bada pa. Uh-uh. What, is, what is wrong with <laughs> Young job? i loving this shit, bitch. So listen. There have, listen, y'all saw how I reacted to, to Usher. Looking oh. like... Now, Fran and Latoya both were like, I think he looks amazing. <laughs> and I think that they are with well within their rights to feel that way. Oh. But I, for Sisters. one... Sisters. I think it is absurd. I think it is silly. <laughs> and he looks like a troll. I said it on Instagram. And he actually looks got, like a troll. So <laughs> He got a box kit and let it burn. <laughs> Usher. <laughs> when the feeling ain't... The same in your body don't want to. My hair's been fried, dyed, and blood dried. It's been yes. three years of wearing uh, wear tear. Ooh, girl. What happened, what to, happened your hair? to your hair? <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Just for me. Just for me. No eye conditioner, <laughs> Beautiful. J-U-S-D-F-R-M-E. Yes, everybody. You- <laughs> There's so many. The PCB. I mean, did y'all see? PCJ. So PC, <laughs> you know
0: <it>. PC Joyful.
1: <laughs> PCJ, no lie, relax. Yes, the name, the name that mother's <laughs> trust. So, I don't know. I'm praying for Usher. I want him to go to the barbershop immediately. Yeah. I understand that he's probably expressing some level of latent artist art- artistry. Maybe
0: he's channeling his roughs.
1: Dave. Okay. Well, ain't nobody coming to see you. No, August.
0: they're not at all.
1: And lastly, on the trash.
0: <laughs> oh, and then also, yes. Did you see Nick Cannon's Jerry curl?
1: I did. That's why I was so, <laughs> I was so glad to know to... <laughs> that he has cut his hair. Did he? He did. I don't know because
0: it was it was like it still had a little hang time, but like his braids don't really have hang time, so I feel like.
1: So I feel like I commented on a recent picture on the shade room where he was shirtless and had a like a haircut, like a low, like a oh, one.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, he, oh, he cut it, cut it. He cut it. Cut oh, it. after they called him out for looking like Al <laughs> <laughs> Sharpton, looked
1: sexual like he was getting chocolate. ready to introduce sexual, chocolate.
0: sexual, sexual chocolate. Everybody, <laughs> I believe. I thought he was getting ready. To... Them
1: well and <laughs>
0: let them lead the way. <laughs> Show them all. Show them all the beauty, all beauty. they possess inside. They possess
1: inside. <laughs> Give them a sense Of pride, pride. <laughs> <laughs> to make it easier <laughs> I've always wanted to be Like the man Who put the chicken bone In the in the yes. collection plate that boy, good. that boy good That boy good Do
0: we know who he is? I have been trying to figure that out For years I decided long ago
1: <laughs> Never to walk In anyone's <laughs> shadows <laughs> Oh yes, Randy Watson. Social <laughs> <Such> chocolate. <laughs> no. <laughs> <was> oh. Disgusted. <laughs> we are so childish. Oh, we God. are.
0: Okay. Last of the trash because we have much to get through. McDonald's employee, Yasmin James. I don't know if you Oh, is
1: that the is that the young lady who hit the Yami you know mean, with the Yami? That's you know I mean? the one who was like, I'm not with the shits.
0: <laughs> cat, cat, cat. I'm not with the shits. <laughs> so if y'all haven't seen the viral video of the McDonald's employee. Um, she was at work and a white man got mad because there were no straws on the counter. So she said, all you got to do is ask for a straw. I know that they're starting to change the laws with straws. And there's my, my particular coffee shop. You have to ask for a straw if you want a straw because they're trying to save the turtles. So <laughs> well, this white man got big mad and reached over the counter and
1: snatched I her up that. by her, by her let collar. Let me tell you. Let me tell you 114 things. Sis, about the way <laughs> <me>. that I <laughs> reacted. I was at yep. work, literally had to clutch the handles. You know how what is it on the work chairs where you have <laughs> yes, like the armrests? Yes. I'm holding on to the armrest, like, oh my god. Like, have you but, but I did too and then, when she stopped fighting
0: back? Have you ever watched a fight and you got your fist balled up and you'd be like, ah, ah. <laughs> be like,
1: all the time. Ah, ah. Like how get that nigga. Like get how that you nigga. Yeah, like when you driving, yes. when you're riding with someone in the passenger seat yeah. and we you breaking. start breaking on your yes. side, like whoa, yes. whoa! Yes. yes, all of that. that. Was but crazy. I was <laughs> when she said, I'm not with the shits, I was like, get him, get him, get him. This that's how I was holding on to the sides of my chair, like <laughs> <laughs> girl, I will hop Ooh. over this, this table. Yo,
0: my girl was not with the shit. She was like, I'm not the And one, she was like, this Give this. me my phone, give me my phone. <laughs> Give me my phone. But the disgusting what thing is like... she had to call 911 herself, which the manager looked dumb as hell, but she had to call 911 herself. So she is now pressing charges against McDonald's because the managers Listen. do not have proper training.
1: Let it rain. <laughs> McDonald's going to have to let it get rain. Get your can, 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 can. Get your things. What's her name? <laughs> Yasmin. Yasmin, get your things, sis. Get your things. Yasdonald's. That's all I'm saying. Honey, it's going to be Yaz Make Donald's by the time. That's Make it. Make it yearn. I'm not... I am I am not mad. No, at all. So she's working with... I will go to Yaz Donald's and order a number I nine. I sure will. Ex- like, I will do it like, with such... Gr- like, yes, I would like a number y- nine, In please. my purse,
0: yeah. sis, with my scarf around my head and my shades <laughs> on. What are you talking about? <laughs> Welcome to Yaz Donald's. How may I help you? Let me get a steak. <laughs> so, shout out to Yasmin. Um, you know, we're sorry you had to deal with that, but get your coin, Sis. She's working with two black uh female attorneys, and so you know we're all the way behind this, and that man also was charged with a battery, so good
1: Ow. and that is the trash this
0: week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. shout out a sister, oh
1: do it. My
0: sister's popping right now, like.
1: All right, Dean. it's time to shout out uh, the sisters. Yeah. We've got a letter or an email, rather, from one of our faithful listeners. I know exactly who this is. I had the opportunity of meeting this young lady at the Friend Zone Live in D.C. just a few weeks ago. Hey. Uh, she says, greetings, Jade and Kia. Praise the Lord, I saw you both at the Friends Zone Live. And I must say... I never tire of how you two dominate the Q and A portion, <laughs> and take and take zero shots. What? Shorts. Okay, like I always say, either oh shorts, either you get it right or you get left. That's it. Because mm, we won't. We're not playing games any. in these Q and A sessions no more. Listen, because y'all like to get up here and act crazy.
0: Y'all did it for too long,
1: <laughs> and we have put our feet down. Game of groans. <laughs> <laughs> get away from me. Okay. Um. She says uh, she, you know, thanks us for sharing our gifts each week and making it useful and entertaining. Um, And the, and the community that we've created is beautiful. Aww, I agree, cute. sis. We're all out here figuring out Absolutely. together. You are definitely a part and you t- thank you so much for the support. Um, So on to the meat of the matter. Oh, she also thanked me because, you know, our sis phone died and she was out there looking for directions to the U Street. So I helped her out. So anytime, sis. And she said also shout out Mouse. Shout out to Mouse for making sure that I made it to my car. Because he did. He stood in the parking lot and watched me uh, make sure that nobody got me before I got to my car. Mouse is good people. Mouse is good people. Even though, you know, he's not all the way saved. We're still praying. We're still praying.
0: Not all the way saved and not all the way there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's all said in love, Mouse (laughs) Love you, Mouse Um, I'm a high school special education teacher In all core subjects And my school does not have Title I funds Despite meeting all requirements for the program Which is just another way of saying That the federal government is out here playing games uh, With these people and their money So we also have an international uh, baccalaureate IB program So all too often my students get the short end of the stick like many others in my school and the district, um, funding is limited, so it's challenging to give our students what they uh, are so deserving of. To help my babies meet their needs, I've started my very first Donors Choose project. Donors Choose is a nonprofit platform that helps public school teachers get resources and funding for field trips by posting projects that include full details and the breakdown of materials and costs, so you know exactly what your donate where your donation is going. Her project is raising money for a classroom set of iPads for literacy instruction and to meet accommodations and services in student individualized education plans or IEPs. I teach students with a myriad of disabilities, some having multiple disabilities, which is not limited to mental and physical health ailments. Several of my students have no access to computers or smart devices where they can complete essays and presentations as assigned. With all of our computer labs in the building containing several outdated and broken equipment, Uh, insult meets injury so these devices also assist students um, also helps oh sorry these devices also assist the students I case manage for with finding post-secondary work and education programs that provide services that may still need uh, that they may still need for their disability I'm sorry in addition this directly aids the research of her master's thesis uh, research on how classroom technology assists special education teachers with increasing students literacy skills um, so uh, this, she also has a coworker who's created an app for teachers and students that can use, um, that can be used to ask real-time questions about curricula. So this is her very first project, um, and there's a donation match offer provided when we use the code "lift off" um, at checkout. So only one day is left before the expiration, uh, but the project opened until fully funded Um, there's also a monthly giving opportunity should the spirit lead any of our siblings in christ to make their that commitment all donations are tax deductible you can also opt in for updates from um from my classroom once we receive the materials so uh she provided the website and we'll absolutely include that in the description box um so (coughs) y'all join us in supporting Nadeja as she helps the students of her classroom and in her school and in her district, um, you know, uh, prepare for prepare to be successful both in high school and beyond, um, in post-secondary education, I think is dope what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm down, you know, to do what we can to put our coins together to help to get these devices in these classrooms. Um, a lot of times this happens where attention and funding is funneled toward, um, you know, high achieving students, um, and I, I use that word really loosely because, you know, high achieving students, students who are doing well and that money is also oftentimes funneled away from students with special needs. So um, I definitely can confirm a lot of the things I, I can confirm that, you know, th- a lot of these things as described by uh, Nadeja are happening at schools across the country. So I think if this is an opportunity for us to do something to help, we should all, all um, we should all. Uh, make sure that we do that Absolutely. so y'all support Nadija as she supports her students we'll put all the information in the description box thanks for listening and supporting the show sis and keep up the good work
0: yes and keep us updated on how everything goes alright <coughs> it's kitchen table time
1: oh man It's time to begin those New Year's resolutions. If your goal for the New Year is to revamp your health and wellness, you've got to try it with this week's sponsor, Team Eat. The end of the year can be hectic between holidays, parties, and trips. And all those things can take a toll on your body, honey. Please don't get me started. I told y'all I walk around feeling like a stuffed sausage in all of my clothes because I ate all of the food. Oh my God, so much butter. (laughs) Listen, between my birthday and then holidays and child. oh, I am on a cleanse right now because uh, I really feel like some manicotti. Anyway, uh, if 2018 left you feeling sluggish, tired, and bloated, that's a yes for me on all three. The Teamy 30-Day Detox Program is a great way to get back into your routine and it will have you feeling amazing. You'll have so much more energy in the morning and you can say goodbye to that uncomfortable tummy bloat that holds you back. During the day Teamy is all natural And the program is so simple for everyone No matter your fitness level Mine happens to be that of a snail all right. <laughs> And you can take the cute
0: tumbler with you Everywhere you go You all like to carry your little dogs in your purses well, you can carry your Teamy detox tumbler And get rid of the toxins that your body is holding to with Timi. Um, I told you all I live for the detox program I've been doing it for a few months now And I've never felt better I feel lighter. I feel like a lot of this holiday waste is going right where it needs to. And it's improved my energy. I'm able to wake up in the morning without feeling so sluggish. Um, it's helped me with bloating. I'm not feeling gross. Like has said, I don't feel like a piece of manicotti or a very heavy piece of apple pie. So if you're looking for a good cleanse, go to teamiblends.com and use the code GROWN to get 25% off your order. That's T-E-A-M-I blends.com. And use code Grown to get twenty five percent off your order. All right, welcome to the Kitchen Table Talk. Um, We want to start the Kitchen Table Talk this week by, first of all, saying giving a disclaimer um, that we are speaking. We're not doing a recap of Surviving R. Kelly, but we are. We do want. We are going to cover a bit of it, and then speak about some of the issues behind. um, behind the documentary and how that affects us as a people and what those are. So it's not necessarily about him because we don't want to make this about him. But it's more so about some of those issues. But we will uh, do a small recap. I do um <clears throat> want to shout out uh, Mandy from Horrible Decisions for inviting me along with uh, Jamila and Dr. Michelle, um, who is a sexpert. Uh, this week where we did discuss um, the documentary so I'll post that when you guys can check that out Um, but Kia and I wanted to get into some because we had a conversation post post uh, watching it and just kind of talked about a lot of the issues that affect us as a people and we thought it was an important discussion to have and I know there's a lot of conversation surrounding the documentary and it's been you know it's been nothing but the the center of conversation for several days now but a lot of these things are things that we need to address as a people um there's systemic issues um and ingrained issues that we need to address as a people and until those are properly addressed we're not going to be able to move forward so kia and i thought it was an important discussion to have but we want to let you all know that first and foremost um so I guess we can start with a small recap of the actual documentary.
1: Well, it was all terrible. It was awful. Um, <laughs> awful. Um, but for those of you who, who don't know or may not have gotten a chance to watch it, it was um, n- done per... I mean, an- another thing I wanted to, to add while we were just talking um, was that the producers, uh, the organization... Um, that was responsible for the for the uh, documentary. Yes, um, girls for gender equity um, put together a, a pretty awesome viewer guide. Yes. Um, that really kind of uh, summarizes, you know, the impetus behind the creation of the um, of the documentary, and really provides some resources. Mm-hmm. Um, both for survivors and and you know those those um who view it and just in that also providing some some prompts and questions for future discussion um so this is a really a great resource and we can also include that in uh, the description box as well but I mean it's it's a it was a docu series that um features women who, uh, Sharing their stories of their varying relationships and interactions with uh, the musical artist R. Kelly, um, and I'll just read a piece of the of the viewer guide that I think says it better than I could. Mm-hmm. So, this six part series is an urgent call to families, communities, and all those who touch the lives of young people, as well as to fans in the entertainment industry alike, reminding us all that we must work harder to protect girls and women. For the first time ever, survivors and people from Kelly's inner circle are coming forward with new allegations of sexual, mental, and physical abuse at his hands. Um, with over 50 interviews, including, um, Tarana Burke, John Legend, Sparkle, Wendy Williams, Touré, and, uh, Kelly's ex-wife, Andrea Kelly, this docuseries will finally shed light on the secret life, um, uh, that the public of of this secret life uh, that the public has never seen before in this way, um, so yeah, survivors, persons who have sur- survived abusive relationships with R. Kelly, came forward and shared their stories. Yeah. Um, and it was six parts. It took place January third through the fifth. Uh, each part was one hour, so it was a lot of information. It was six um, hours shared. of heaviness. It was very, very heavy. And I mean, I have to be honest that I had to actually make a commitment to continue to watch because Same. I was mortified yeah. after watching the first night. Yes, but part of me was like, you know, in honor to the women who, if I'm scared to watch it, I can imagine what people who actually had to live it must be feeling and facing. Mm-hmm. So I made myself watch it just so I can, you know, be informed. Um, but also in honor of the women who had the courage courage to share their stories. Um, but it was really, really hard to watch, not only, you know, just for the content and the stories that the women share, but also the the conversation that has surrounded the documentary and the ways in which people are reacting and responding to mm-hmm. it, and that's what Jade and I wanted to talk about today. So, I want to just ask real quick, sis, how are you surviving surviving R. Kelly? <laughs> uh, are you surviving surviving R. Kelly? Sometimes I'm not so sure, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. I, um... You know, I I wasn't gonna watch it. I initially wasn't gonna watch it. I've you know I have a history of sexual. Uh, I had I've I've had a sexual um, assault past. Like however you want to say it. Um, and you're a victim. You've been a victim. Yes. Of sexual assault. And um, I just I I didn't you know. And we know many of the horror stories uh surrounding R. Kelly. A lot of the things that we saw were things that we already knew, but we just didn't know in detail. And so it was a very heavy, heavy, heavy uh, few days, a very heavy six hours, and it's been sitting with me ever since. But I think it's so important to talk about, um, because I feel like there's so many deeper issues that just are not discussed, and they're swept under the rug, and just the deplorable comments and things that I've seen recently since it's since it's aired, have just I, I, <laughs> I'm I'm not laughing like actually laughing like I'm truly disgusted by a lot of what I've read, a lot of what I've seen uh, from us as a people, men and women, and it just shows me that there is so much unlearning to do. I mean, just a great amount of unlearning that we have to do as a people because sometimes we have some really fucked up ways of thinking. That's real. Um, You know, even when it comes to, and we've touched and touched on this in the previous discussion that I said we have, but even in the way that we deal with, and we'll talk, we'll talk about uh, some of these things in greater detail, but just even in the way we deal with like young boys, where we tell them, man up, don't cry. You know what I'm saying? Like, or little bitch. Or, you know what I'm saying? Just things like that that demean, that demean them and don't allow them to express their emotions. And then if you didn't know before, if you didn't walk away from this documentary feeling like black girls do not matter, I, then we didn't watch. It wasn't the same documentary.
1: Yeah, I think what has really, con- the source of the heaviness that I've been feeling around this is really just that. Um, and even, like, zooming out and thinking about, like, just thinking broadly, like, the fact that we live in a society where something like this can go on literally under our noses. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I don't know if it was undetected or we just were, um, and I say we because I feel like I, I too, was singing Happy People. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I, actually I mean, that I... Song, but... I, I, I I take some responsibility in in you know just the system, the larger system, the complex system
0: mm-hmm.
1: um of uh, culture like our our what kind of culture do we live in where something like this can go on for so long and be unchecked and it speaks to like you were saying um these larger concepts of uh, patriarchy, these larger um, entities of of hate and self-hate and anti-blackness and and just really just all kinds of division um, within the black community between black men and black women um where, I felt like, you know, I live in a world that does not recognize or prioritize the value of black girls mm-hmm. and black women. Uh our value, our safety, our contribution um is taken for granted and 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 disregarded in so many obvious ways and what what has been so so hard for me to continue to as I continue to think about this is just like this is such a big problem how do we go about the business of unlearning where do we start um and and you know what's frustrating is like any any little thing that we do is going to seem small right and which is frustrating when we're thinking about the massive machine that's behind like R. Kelly and his illiterate ass Really constructed a B six thirteen like operation Absolutely. to sustain his terror. Like this was and like, still, and let's be clear, this, still has it, still has it going. Um and 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 it's so brazen now, um, to where, ugh. I mean, not even now, but like the whole time, like the whole hiding in plain sight concept that kept coming up time and time again throughout the throughout the documentary like all of the ways that he articulated this is what I this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and we were just downloading streams and buying CDs and concert tickets and everything else listen I said it I said uh,
0: I sat in my car every morning before I went into work when Trapped in the Closet first came out I sat in my car every morning and waited for the new chapter it was to nice. come out because it was so ridiculous but it was it was so entertaining. And, and and it just shows you that we live in a society of distraction. You know what I'm saying? And we need to start right. paying attention to things that are important. Because we, I, I, remember, I remember the entire Aaliyah episode. I remember when it was going on. I remember being like, they're married? That's gross.
1: I don't know what I thought. I, I was really trying to remember how I felt about it. And I think I, it was so absurd to me that I just dismissed it. Oh, that can't possibly be true. Like, there's no way. I was like, it's Because gross. there's no way that like, because I mean, especially when you're that age, mm-hmm. like, you know, Aaliyah and I are on, were on the mm-hmm. same age. So I'm thinking like, there's no possible way, just through my own lived experience, I could not imagine... My mother allowing something like that to happen. Absolutely. So not. it was so absurd to me that I just dismissed it. Like, oh, I mean, well, I saw them together. I remember the video so episode mm-hmm. where they came out dressed and dressed, dressed alike. alike, and I thought that that was weird because I remember like dressing like your boyfriend was a thing. Mm, yes, I it remember was. that. And they dressed alike and often. <laughs> they dressed alike often. So I mean, I d- I did think that it was like, okay, this is weird, but um, again. It my my small teenage mind couldn't could not comprehend something that crazy, and I mean, I, in all full disclosure, I lived a very sheltered life.
0: It doesn't matter. Um, it's so I had no concept.
1: Disturbing. It was really, really. I mean, yeah. So I remember that, um, and that was one of the. I I knew during the first portion of the documentary, I was like, oh, they're really they're they're going there because when we started to talk about when they started to talk about the Aaliyah thing, and when they actually showed the marriage license, I was like, well, well, my mind is already blown, and we are literally one-sixth of the way through this journey. Um, I mean, I felt like I knew it, but I didn't want to know mm-hmm. it. You know? yeah, It was so crazy. I knew it,
0: and it, 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 it's like, to watch it, and, and oh God, so many thoughts. So, first and foremost, her family. Her family, her family, and I said this, and I don't. Maybe somebody will have a problem with it. Maybe not. Her family is not not speaking on this situation. Her mother did come out and lie and say that they were not married, since we all saw the marriage certificate. <sighs> I mean, it was there. We it all knew was it, right and we there. all look look at the body language. Look at how they were acting. Even the, it was all inappropriate. So. You're lying, and they're lying not because they're in mourning. We don't want to speak on this because we're in mourning. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that you all know you are guilty, and you placed your child in a predator's hands, and you allowed
1: this behavior to happen. So for me, just thinking um, about like what that's about, and I think a theme that I saw throughout mm-hmm. The stories being told is I feel like there was this great desperation behind yes. every story. Um, there was this hunger, this craving for to just get out of the situation that they were in. Now, I don't necessarily know um what Aaliyah's family situation was like prior to her becoming Aaliyah, mm-hmm. the 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 star, the pop star. But um I felt like What and I don't. I hope I'm not. I'm not over speaking or generalizing mm-hmm. or making assumptions. Um, but but to me, what came through it was like everyone was just so desperate to get out of their situation. They saw R. Kelly as their big break. They were willing to sacrifice themselves or their children.
0: And that. So I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. So that. That leads me to one of the points in our conversation about um, complicit adults. Um, And that can come in the form of friends, family, parents, co-workers, employees. We saw this man get up on this on this docuseries and say she looked at me as if she wanted me to say something. And I wanted to say something, but I didn't. Instead, he assisted in forging the marriage, license and getting the marriage, facilitating mm-hmm. the marriage license and getting all of that that done under the table, and was there when the ceremony was happening. You are complicit, and you deserve to go to jail, as well.
1: I, I, I mean, I think this makes me think of like larger systems at play, right? Yeah. So I think about how desperate people are just to not be broke yeah. and to have importance exactly and status and fame. And so it makes me think of 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 ways that that black people, people of color, marginalized populations mm-hmm. have been beat down in this country and they think that the only way that they can gain access to some level of of success or notoriety yeah. or fame or whatever it is that they are pursuing to get out of their current situation. They think that the only way that they have to do that is by uh you know, very limited avenues Mm -hmm. right whether it be like entertainment whether it be sports a lot of people I mean we heard the girl Lizette the girl Lizette the girl Mm Javante the background dancers Mm -hmm. um even Sparkle looked at R. Kelly as their big break this was my big break and maybe Aaliyah's parents I mean I'm not gonna speak for them because they didn't participate in the um in the documentary um, but it just makes me think like that would have to be the only reason why you would sell your child out or why the, the you young why oh, the, the parents who, fucked up. Sorry. No, no,
0: my bad. I I talked over you. Uh-oh.
1: No, like you it, yeah, the um yeah, the parents who the parents who currently uh haven't seen their child. Mm-hmm. Uh the Clarys mm-hmm. and then and then Jocelyn's parents. Everybody said the same thing. Oh, Jesus. They wanted they they allowed, like, the Clary's took their children to, took their child to to a R. Kelly concert because mm-hmm. she wanted to sing. And he pulled them up on um, stage. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel like this is why, and I, I hate to say this because I feel like um I used to roll my eyes when my mother used to say it to me because I remember being in sixth grade and wanting to be on a dance team or wanted Mm -hmm. to sing in a gospel choir and my mother having a problem with me doing Mm -hmm. that and I was like, why? But I'm good at these things. I can sing, I can dance and she was like, that's all they expect us to do. Mm -hmm. There are other opportunities at that school where you can learn skills and cultivate other talents that will have, that will give you different kinds of access and I thought she was crazy because I was 12 years old And and I didn't understand what she was talking about but, I I just feel and I and I I I love to sing. Mm-hmm. I love music. It's my gift. I think God gave me music because He knew that would be my piece, mm-hmm. right? So I I I I'm not at all faulting. I know what it's like to cherish and love music and see it as a tool. Um, but I always, my mother was very intentional with me about making sure that that wasn't my only means, mm-hmm. you know, for coming up or leveling up in that way. So. It just makes me think in terms of, like, how are we going to get past this? What are things that we might be able to do to move forward? Perhaps it's having conversations with our our daughters and sons Mm -hmm. about, you know, just getting everyone to think more broadly about these things Um, and really kind of not being so—I don't know what word I'm looking for, but we tend to be so— Focus in locally, and I think if we can get more broader global perspectives and start to see the ways in which our society was structured to keep us in these kinds of situations, exactly. then we might be we might be able to to find our way out. And I'm not saying I got the fix, right? I certainly don't, because I sat here watching this thing and I was deflated and defeated, <laughs> and I and and you know just completely scared. Like legit, I have had to pray intentionally, each night, after watching this this docu-series, and asking the Lord to help me to find a way to close my eyes and get a full night's sleep, because I keep thinking about... all of these things over and over again, as they exist in my mind, and... it's like, it's scary. This is scary stuff. It is, and I thought, actually, thought like, I've thought about you, because you're actually doing
0: a lot of the work that we need. Um... Because a lot of this is like an ingrained systemic, like impoverished mentality, right? It is. And, it is. And like
1: you said, uh, and it's abuse, right? All that abuse and trauma that comes from being, you know, we, we went from slaves to, uh, you know, st- still being considered the substandard sub. You know what I'm from saying? Being Subordinate given old books,
0: like sub- you know what I'm education. saying? Like we
1: this is this is this is intentional and I, I'm just thinking about this things thing in ways mm-hmm. uh, that help me understand it because I feel like some level of understanding will give me some some kind of hope because I feel like if I can figure it out and find a source then I can find a way to at least chip away at this big glacial iceberg of a problem. absolutely. So that's a that's a huge that was a
0: huge um thing that I took away from that with fame and money and how it relates to systemic impoverished mentalities for Black people, um, and that is not at all. Let me just be very be very clear that it's not a, at all absolving these adults who were no. complicit in this in this situation. But like we said, this is not. We're not trying to fully recap that. We want to talk about some of these deeper issues that. That exist with us and that are important for us to have, and this starts with us having conversations with our children, like Kia said, as it rep- as it pertains to education, as it pertains to their futures, and giving as it pertains
1: to them, to them, and their self esteem, absolutely, and and cultivating a sense of self worth that, that, that society is not, not going to give them.
0: It's going to try yeah. to strip away.
1: I mean, the onus is on us, mm-hmm. like, because they're not going to do it, and I feel that way as a black woman, like. I, the, I have, I have, and I'm going to be real honest. Mm-hmm. I'm learning even through therapy and me kind of navigating life. I've learned that I have looked to men to validate me and affirm me in ways mm-hmm. um, and have been disappointed. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling out all men. I'm speaking very specifically about certain men in my life. And it's just, just like, you know, black women in every other sense is something that we've got to do ourselves. Yep. <laughs> like we cannot unfortunately sure there are men who uh lift up and affirm and celebrate black women. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they don't exist, but I'm saying that by and large many of us don't have access or may not have access to those kind of men. And that's no fault of the men themselves, right? Men have are socialized to be the way that they are. So, um it's going to take time for us to really cultivate and develop a critical mass um, of of healthy people mm-hmm. because we've been living in such trauma for generations. Um, but it's something that I'm going to have to do on my own. I'm going to have to do that work on our own. And I think it really, really I'm unlearning things because, unfortunately, my father and other men in my life were not available, not I'm not even going to say not willing, not available, not capable uh, to to cultivate that in me mm-hmm. as a little girl. Mm-hmm. So I'm 36 years old and still trying to figure out how not to attach my value and worth um, in my relationships mm-hmm. with, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that I own. And I know that might make me uh, pitiful and pathetic. I, no. I know that that, that, that you know... That, I'm, I may be I may be hurt or whatever. That's and I'm, and beautiful. I, <laughs> that's I mean that's but real. I'm, <laughs> but I'm just being honest, and I think that if if we are that real, you know what I'm saying, we cannot fix a problem, we cannot solve a problem that we don't state. No. So you got to we got to stand up in it. A lot of us are dealing with our own traumas, and I think if we come to a place where we can accept that trauma is trauma, regardless of whether or not who is responsible for the trauma owns the trauma. Yeah or or owns up to the fact that they traumatized us, we got to own it and, and own that the trauma impact that has impacted us in ways, and we are responsible for changing and course-correcting that behavior. I'm glad you said that because that was one huge issue that I, that I had,
0: and this is where I'm not understanding where these people who are um, speaking on behalf of him um, and are, like, advocating for him even, which is, like, crazy to see... Um, you do not get to you know we saw that he has a history of sexual trauma and he was a victim at a young age uh along with his brother mm-hmm. who admitted the same thing along with many of us mm-hmm. um and you do not get to acknowledge that sexual trauma that happened to you and then turn around and put that on somebody else and on top of that in a gross like Broad and crazy manner, like you said, he's got an entire operation going, and it's still going, it has been going on for decades, which Mm -hmm. shows you that he is completely unapologetic there were so many things that we saw in the documentary that showed that he is completely unapologetic about his actions but where i really had a problem with is you don't get to acknowledge your sexual trauma and use that as a manipulative tool to then traumatize other victims and then still claim to be a victim or people advocating on your behalf saying that you're a victim you don't get to it doesn't go that way you don't get to do that you don't get to acknowledge one thing and not the other and that's what he's been doing is acknowledging his trauma and has never, even in his 19 minute song that I refuse to listen to, I because I, I haven't listened to him in years at this point, but like I, I did read up on it a little bit just in trying to prepare for the show. Even in that, he still talks about his sexual trauma, but he will not admit at all to what we all already know, to what has been proven, and don't, and also the best, the best thing I've seen on social media, one of the best things that I've seen, um, as it, as it pertains to this, is there are tons and tons and tons of ignorant ass people saying, "Well, he was acquitted. Well, he was found now not guilty," and somebody stepped up and said. George Zimmerman was also acquitted and found not guilty. Would you allow your black son to go hang around him? Fair. So why does the justice system get to work for you? Uh, Is it Uchiwali or is it one mic? It doesn't get to work (laughs) for you on one hand and then not work for you on another hand. It doesn't work like that. And this shows us how much... This shows us how much how ignorant we are and how black girls are not respected and are not loved by society and they're not protected. Like this is what shows that. And also like it's just the conditioning of how we teach our black girls and how we teach our black boys. It's problematic on both sides. How we how we um respond to sexual trauma with black boys with with kids in general within the community, that is a huge problem within families, within small circles. Like that is a huge problem, a lack of
1: acknowledgement first and foremost of the trauma on these children. I feel, and I think I think, you know, um and in all fairness, I think we have sweeping things under the rug is commonplace for black people. Absolutely. That's just that's just as black as as greens and black IPs Absolutely. on New Year's Day, mm-hmm. right? So like that's is what our practice is. And I think a lot of times it may it may have come from, you know, our incapacity to address things appropriately mm-hmm. in our situation. So like, um, if you think back in the day when uh you know, when your when your grandmama uh when your when your grandmama your grandmama's baby sister had a mental mm-hmm. issue it's not like that they, ha- they had access to to the proper health care. Yep. So they did what they could do in order to handle the situation. Right. So it was a level of access that they had and they used what they had, um, in order to get by. But as our conditions have changed as a people and as, um, and as you know, we've evolved, you know, as, in terms of access and mm-hmm. and technology and and even um, um, you know, affluence, right? Because you know, black people, there are those of us who are doing all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, I wouldn't say by and large, you know, but there mm-hmm. are there is a there is a population of black people who are living well, and I can say that you know, especially here in this area, um, in the DMV, there, there. Most of us out in this area are doing all right. Now, I'm not going to say that there is no poverty because that's not true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there there is a, a strong population of young, professional, um, upper middle class, middle class, upper middle class family mm-hmm. um, in this area. But I say all that to say, even as we have evolved in terms of our uh, material things and what we are able to p- buy and purchase a lot unfortunately a lot of those mindsets and traditions and conventional practice have not evolved in like mm-hmm. manner um, and and I think I hold a lot of our societal groups and, and you know um, different institutions responsible mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. I do because I think even in the church and I and I'm going to try to speak very carefully here but even in the church I feel like at some point we have kind of conflated the, the use of things like forgiveness mm-hmm. with accountability, um, you know, or a, a lack of, of accountability mm-hmm. and forgiveness and grace and kind of use these things and throw them around all willy-nilly when they mean very specific things. Um, and I, I say that to say, we, to your point, we, the, the the be, not being able to call out things mm-hmm. Is really the source of our problem, as far Absolutely. as I'm concerned. Not being able, not being willing to own things, carrying the shame behind it. We hide things, you know. When when you, um, even the teen pregnancy thing, like people talk about teen pregnancy, like it's something new. Homosexuality, nah. You know what I'm saying? All Everything. of that it just it just wasn't as as visible. I think technology has made things a lot more visible and we see how prevalent and pervasive things are. But I mean, let's be honest. Like your your um grandma and them they was getting knocked up too. Absolutely. <laughs> they was, you know, like it wasn't just it just wasn't a, a something that's happening in this generation. It's just um Yeah, but I say all that to say we we got it. we have got to get to a point where we can have real conversations and not be afraid of having real conversations and calling things out as they happen when they happen and saying this is not right this is wrong does not mean that i don't love you does not mean that we won't get through it does not mean that you are you know uh just a horrible person but and 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 uh, you know above you know there's there's no hope for you but we have to we have to call things out because you can forgive someone and still hold them responsible. Mm -hmm. You can forgive someone and and require that they are accountable for their behaviors because that's that's what's decent. That's what's good. That is what is um, expected. And I know that that... um, It's just, it's something that we, 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 I think that we've got to find ways to kind of get back to that because we have gotten away from it. All of the praying away and pleading the blood of Jesus. And I'm not going to say that I don't believe in that stuff because I do believe in prayer works and I do believe that there's still power in the blood of Jesus. But I also, I also believe that, um, God holds us accountable. So we have to hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just my position.
0: I agree. Um, I absolutely agree. And I, I also am a firm believer in, um, you know, you can see heaven later, but I'm a bust that <laughs> ass now. Like, and I feel like, I feel like, you know, there is justice that just has not been served. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, well, he's going to meet his justice and and that's, and that's fine. But I'm really ready to see this nigga come to come because he is, uh, oh. I mean, just so proud. Like he's still, yeah. <laughs> there's videos circulating of him ha- having concerts overseas and telling people to get their shots and their paperwork and come live with him in the st- Like it is just gross and yeah. blatant. Toya sent
1: me a Toya sent me a, a concert of him singing somewhere in Africa. Yes, tell
0: S- telling them, did you get your shots? Are you eighteen? Like come and live with with come and live with me. Like Total what the fuck? This dude is not sorry for nothing.
1: He's not sorry right. for right and anything. <sighs> and <sighs> I, I think repentance is definitely required in, in um in uh, I don't want to say definitely required. So like can we can we have forgiveness without repentance? No, right. So. <laughs> So I think that is something that is... uh, I talked about this on my Twitter all day long because some people were saying forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about letting go, all of that. And I'm not going to say that I disagree. uh, I will say, I will say, though, that I think that we look at these things in really simplified ways Mm -hmm. when there is some complexity involved. Mm. Um, I think that forgiveness is... uh, so it may not be my right or my 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 uh my privilege or opportunity to forgive R. Kelly because R. Kelly has not done anything personally to me. Um, so is it right for me to say that I forgive R. Kelly? Is it my place to forgive R. Kelly? I think that, that is the, that's that's you know for the people who he has harmed. Um, and I can't, but I can feel a way and I can call him out. Um I can call him out, and I will, because <laughs> what I don't, what I, I mean, I don't, if, if I don't agree with what he's doing, um, and and I don't think that that has anything to do with like, uh, compassion or or, or showing a, a lack of empathy. It's no. not about that. I I think it's more about uh, like we say all the time, like um, apologies don't absolve you absolve you from your responsibility. No. And and in this case, ain't no apologies been issued,
0: not one. And and, and I don't even know <laughs> on I don't even know what kind of apology could make up for the decades of just like inflammatory, like crazy ass behavior. I don't know what could make up for that. I don't know what kind of apology he could issue, but he has not issued one. He has not admitted anything, and that is a problem.
1: I, yeah. I don't think it's fair that we we can't acknowledge that people do horrible things,
0: um, and that's where like Black people love to say, "Oh, white people don't love lo- lo- don't like to be uncomfortable." White people don't like to be uncomfortable. Let's be very clear. Neither do we. But neither do we. We don't like to right. be uncomfortable. We don't like to talk about shit that needs to be talked about. We don't like to sit down and discuss issues and how we can br- break, break those cycles. When there's molestation and sexual abuse within families, we sweep those things under the rug. When family members come out as gay, we act as if they don't exist or like they've created the the, the I don't know, like they're the second coming to Satan. Like it's just so many issues and we just don't want to talk about it. We just don't want to talk about it. And not talking about and it is not doing anything. And where has that gotten anything. us? It has us Right. Nowhere. That has not
1: gotten us anywhere. So, I, I just feel like we just need to get into a place. Only way we're going to move forward is if we own uh, that this is the issue. And it's not about placing and blame. And it's not about... Woo. I'm tired of the comparison. I'm, t- I'm tired of the comparison. Well, they didn't call out Donald Trump. I'm tired well, they of didn't it. call out... Hugh Hefner. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Listen... Listen, they don't have nothing to do with me <laughs> we, or nothing to do with. I mean, and I guess you could say this don't have nothing to do with, with me either. But I'm just saying we can go back and forth. So that's saying because they're wrong, we should, con- should just let the right. wrong flourish. No, like we're not like we will talk about them. Don't <laughs> worry. We will like we
0: will get to them. But right now we need to address this nigga. And we're not getting ready to let this nigga get another pass when he has gotten so many of them because we want to start talking about somebody else. No, we gonna talk about everybody. But we're we gonna talk about everybody. you can't you cannot keep starting new stories and not finishing the last one. So we need you the stakes are too high. You got to the bring them all high. down, and that includes him. That in, and it's in. I, like it's been a laughing matter for people. I it's been so much victim blaming. I'm so like at this point, I personally don't even want to use the term "fast ass little girl" anymore. I don't even want to use that term anymore because it has been used so wrong. Like you all are blamed.
1: It's been used wrong all it of really our lives. Has. Like and it's just dumb because I mean, and we've never had an opportunity. And what what troubles me? I'm sorry, uh-huh. I cut you off. But what what pisses me off is that so many of us have never had a say in the matter. Nope. Now I, Me, virginal Me who's never seen a penis Like when she was When she's 13 years old Don't know nothing about penis I was called fast Just by virtue of the way That my body was naturally shaped Just the way that You know, just the way that God built me Everybody yo know, you got to watch You're going to have to watch that one You're going to have to cover that one up Just by the way that I was naturally shaped So it's the way that we And and, and that's You know, people I heard people say that about me so if it if it was what you know what does that tell me about my value or how people see me they've never given me a chance to identify myself mm-hmm. but always tell me to to what they perceived of me you sexualized my body i did not yeah. so i think in order for us to get to a place where we um maybe maybe it starts here cuz i've been saying what are we going to do that's what i had in the notes like what do we do from here? Maybe it starts here. Maybe it starts with us having these conversations and getting mad enough to say something. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if nothing else, I'm not going to let nobody else. Uh, I'm not going to let nobody else disrespect another little girl on my no, watch.
0: Not on my watch. Even if I don't I'm know. Not gonna, I'm not going to do and it. That Even if I don't know members, her. That includes older people that I come in contact with. We have to start calling everybody out for the bullshit. Because people will never be educated. They will never be educated every, every, if we and don't
1: call it out. Everywhere we go, and it doesn't even have to be blatant or outright. Sometimes you just gotta let people know. I have a practice because yeah. you know all creepy niggas are not limited to to certain places, right? Cre- creepy niggas are everywhere. everywhere, and creepy niggas are also in the church. So there was a young, there's a there's a there's you. Then we all know that there are creepy men in the church. So many. Of there's you. a creepy man at the church a couple of years ago. I don't really see him around as much. Now, But, you know, he always has had really lingering, lingering stares Mm -hmm. when it came to, you know, certain, you know, younger girls in his Mm -hmm. vision line. Mm -hmm. And I would always make sure that I made eye contact with that nigga. Like, (laughs) like uh, if I would see him looking like, you know, like sizing up the younger Mm -hmm. girls and I would catch eyes with him. And just nod my head like I know what you're doing, and I think you're gross, and I want you to stop. Like, <laughs> and it got to the point where he got uncomfortable around Good. me. that's right. Good. So I'm not saying <laughs> no. I'm just saying, and that might be small, but I'm just thinking, like, what what are some things? No, we, we start, gotta start calling that conversations. when niggas are being creepy. We gotta tell start them that they're being
0: creepy. Like, stop blaming victims. Stop. You cannot blame a younger girl. You cannot blame a younger boy. You cannot blame a younger person for for um. You 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 can't hold them accountable the same way you're gonna hold a 30 year old accountable. Like predators are predators are predators. Men, women, black china, predator. R. Kelly, predator. Yeah. Like these are mm-hmm. predators at this point. They mess with they mess with kids. Legal or not, they mess with children. And it's gross. And you got to call niggas like that out. Call niggas out when they're saying problematic shit. Let them know why they're wrong um you know I'm I've seen the narrative a lot about you know girls not be being places they didn't have no business being what are you saying to me right now
1: I mean I feel like we've all can say that we've been someplace that we did not have no business
0: being. Be, does that mean that I deserve to be raped or yeah. I deserve to be manipulated emotionally physically sexually does that mean like they don't a a, a 16 seventeen 15 year old girl d- a 15, 16, 17-year-old 16, does not have the same mental capacity as a 27-year-old. You cannot hold them to the same standard. It's, it's just It doesn't work like that.
1: And I, I think it's sad that it's just heartbreaking that we live in, because like, I feel like that's known, right? We are all grow up. And in the developmental stages of life, like we learn as we go. Yep. So anyone who has been, who's 27, who has been 17, knows that when they were 17, they know a lot less than they did when they were when Absolutely. they were uh, 27. But I, I just think it's so sad that we live in a society that, that does not protect children. That does not protect children, but rather will, will pray and exploit, prey upon and exploit the lack of experience and 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 um exposure that a child might have mm-hmm. and use that for their own personal selfish gain. Yep. And it's it's sad that we live in, but knowing that, we have to take responsibilities to do what we can in the ways that we can. And for me, it's even as small, it's even as small as is trying to spread the words to tell younger girls that you can say no. Yep. Cause that was another thing that really broke my heart. Mm-hmm. All of the and I've been there, but all of the women that that you know shared their stories said that R. Kelly told them to do something, and they were, and they did it because because they didn't know how to say no, or they they thought they didn't want him to be disappointed, or they didn't, and many of them had, you know, I mean, even if it's as small as that, and even if they wanted to, it's just not. That doesn't make it right. No, we no we have
0: to <laughs> we, have we have to, to we have to let
1: them. people know that they don't have to, they don't have to do things that they that that they don't want to do, or maybe if they want to do things, maybe they should consider. Th- it's just more about empowering empowering um young women and helping them to see themselves differently and think not not just in terms of the right now, but in the future, and yeah. and think about themselves and their decisions as far as what is this going to mean for me later on
0: it's a, it's empowering and it's teaching and it's properly teaching our young people in general like young boys um young boys don't who because there are a i mean the numbers are ridiculous of young men who have also been um sexually abused and they a, a great portion of them don't believe that they were sexually abused because of how we look at young boys versus how we look at young girls but it's abuse because they are children it is abuse because they are underage and we have to start teaching young boys about their value teaching young girls about their value teaching young boys how to properly value young girls what consent is consent between two persons we have to teach both sides about consent like it's just it's a lot of educating we need to teach young boys that it's okay for them to express their emotions we need to teach young girls like you said that they are valuable they are able to say no like I just feel like there's so much on both sides that needs to be taught in order for us to come to I don't know I don't know come to what to to val just to value black black children in general well, we
1: just yeah we have to do better and I was listening to um, when Charlemagne was on T.D. Jake's podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about his book mm-hmm. his book and T.D. Jake something said something to him that kind of punched me in my stomach when he was talking about how victims of so Charlemagne was sharing how he struggled with kind of like valuing himself and never really feeling good enough and really being um, affected by how people perceived him and what they thought of him and how that shaped um, his self-esteem and how he felt like he always had to work to kind of earn people's attention and earn their um, their love mm-hmm. in that way. And T.D. Jake said, children who are molested or touched at an at early age never feel worthy. Mm. And he said that to Charlemagne, a man. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing applies for women. Mm-hmm. And I think that, We just need to, I wonder if there is a way, and maybe this is something that we can continue to talk about on the show. I wonder if there is a way that we can start crafting these conversations and broaching these conversations um, with families. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, among families and family structures and and friends groups. And just how can we find ways to just kind of talk about this stuff and get it out in the air? Because if we don't, we are leaving our children to be raised by 21 Savage.
0: (laughs) Ooh, Jesus. And I... I, Every time I see his face, he looks confused.
1: Do you want him raising your
0: child? I would think not.
1: Listen, we can continue to talk about this forever and ever. I'm telling you, this is what he looks looks like. like Every time I see him, (laughs) he looks like this. Uh, (laughs) Like somebody just called him. Like, huh? Every Bless time.
0: But um we gotta value our we gotta we gotta gotta value our little black black and brown and we gotta value our kids, man. We gotta teach them.
1: We gotta value ourselves. We gotta
0: value ourselves so that we, we can work teach through our children whatever to value d- themselves. Yes.
1: We gotta we gotta work through whatever it is that may be uh limiting or impacting the way that we think about ourselves because that self-work is what's really gonna help make sure that we're shaping future generations and what are ways that we can continue to have these conversations among sister friends, amongst uh, you know our relationships, yeah. you know with our, with people that we're dating? How can you know in, in our families? Like, I tried to have a conversation with my mother, and she didn't want to watch it, but I feel like it's something that we need to talk about. Sometimes and I could I tell that like she we was need uncomfortable. To force these
0: Conversations actually, right? Especially right. if there's like issues within your family. I feel like some sometimes we need to force the actual conversations um you know and like like we said call them out we got to call out we got to call We so that and the call out is not to fight it's not to argue it's not to debate but it's for us for it's for understanding it's for people to understand where we're coming from um and it can't happen if we're if we're just not talking about it so we won't be
1: able to we won't be able to undo the patriarchy <laughs> no we won't be able there's to so much to undo yeah we won't be able to address these larger systems and structures if we don't name them and talk about them and talk about them in ways in the ways that they impact our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. right it's not anything that's way off in the distance it's not anything that's out of our reach the things the history in this country has really shaped the way that we are right now yeah. and we have to own that And think about ways that we can empower ourselves as individuals and as groups to do something about it. Absolutely. And that's why I really respect, you know, I really respect what Dream Hampton and everyone did in the development of this documentary. You can choose to agree with it. You can think it's baloney or bull if you want to. I think that it met its objectives and giving the women who had stories to tell a place and a platform to to tell their stories. Absolutely. And Um, I, I mean,
0: and you know, you can talk about production if you want. There may be things that you agree with you don't agree with. People who appeared you may not agree with or don't agree with. But if we can stop focusing on those small things and all of, you know, all of that, that really is not, is not, should not be the subject of conversation and focus on, the issues behind why this is happening and focus on the victims ask each other questions instead of pointing the finger try to find out other people's viewpoints and where they're coming from and why they feel like you we need to we need some kind of understanding but we need to focus on the big picture focus on the bigger picture and that's the protection of our children and um yeah and trying to grow and evolve as a people and lock this nigga up because I'm so ready for him to go. He's got to go. We got work to do, y'all. Lots of work to do. With that being said, let's move on to the honesty box because we definitely could keep going. There's so many bullet points we have. But um, yeah, you can check out the uh, you can check out. We'll And we'll make sure we post it in the description box. Um, the viewer's guide, even if you choose not to watch the documentary uh for girls for gender equity we'll make sure we post the link in the description box so you can check that out yourself because they have some some good things going and they're they're yeah it's something that you definitely should look into
1: honestly truly
0: it is time for the honesty box um we're let's start off with a pseudonym so we don't forget to give her one
1: um and
0: and angela angela okay praise the lord niggas my name is angela uh now that I'm done with formalities, let's get to the mess. Insert Birdman oh. hand rub. Ooh, messy. Jesus. I love a Birdman hand rub. So I work in a very Here. small office with four other women, and I enjoy almost everything about my job except one thing. My coworker. We'll call her Messica. <laughs> she's a half decent <laughs> person, but she's extremely negative and pessimistic in every single possible way you could imagine. She literally never has anything nice to say unless it's about her youngest son (laughs) or something she's doing and wants to brag about it. And your girl is fed up. Y'all, this lady will legit find something negative to say about anything you can possibly think of. And she does this daily. Daily! It's to a point where other co-workers are complaining about her and our managers don't seem to care, honestly. It's also getting really hard to stop myself from telling her to shut the fuck up when she starts going on her dark rants and also drains me emotionally. I'm not exactly sure how to go about this matter without possibly offending her or causing any friction in my work environment. Any mm-hmm. advice you ladies have would be greatly appreciated. I really don't want to have to kill this lady. Love you lots and thanks for all that you two are doing through your work. Peace and blessings, Angela. Mm. No power.
1: Um. Uh. I'm- <laughs> so she's. I'm struggling. You have to recap for me a little bit. Uh, so she works with the negative saying, Nancy.
0: Who, okay. Who, who literally has nothing but negative things to say all day long. All the time. About every right. single thing under the sun. Okay. Um, and she's trying not to lose her shit. All her coworkers <sighs> notice it. The managers don't seem to care. So she's trying to figure out a way how to handle it in a dignified manner.
1: I just feel like this might be a wonderful time to really just uh, do, apply to use the is-this-my-business assessment tool.
0: Yeah. Um, well, from what it sounds like, I guess if they have close interaction and they're communicating quite often and this lady has comments to say about what somebody else is, like what she's saying, if if it's not toward you or about you, like Kia said, mind your business.
1: Well, I just feel like we often... I know for me, I often find myself getting like when I'm annoyed with somebody and I'm really, really annoyed with them. And you know, if they're not doing something directly to mm-hmm. me, but just like something about me anno- something about them annoys me, <laughs> I tend to to take a step back and be like, So what is this really about? Like, why are you really bothered? Um, because typically there's a route <laughs> to to um whatever my disdain is. And it may or may not even have anything to do with that person. Um so I say that, that might that might be something that you can do. But if 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 that's not the case and if this is something that just this person constantly just saying negative things around you, I think um I think there is you're well within your right to kind of erect a boundary. Like, okay girl, if I've noticed that this is something mm-hmm. that you do. Um, and I'm letting you know now that it just grates my last good nerve. I'm going to ask you if you can refrain, you know, when you're around me to just like keep all that <laughs> to yourself.
0: I would, um, um you know, if all your co-workers have noticed it, she might not even realize it. You know what I'm saying? And she probably got some other shit
1: going on, which is why she's so bitter. It may be like a, what's wrong? Right. Like, like... And I would... Is this... I would do, do you that. Care? I'm, if you care enough, right? If you care enough about her, I mean... She said the you, lady's a you... half-decent person. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it could just be a conversation. Right. Like, we've noticed this. Is there something... Uh, is everything okay? Is there something you want to talk about? Is How can we be helpful? Like, find a way to, uh, you know, get to the bottom of it, whatever yep. it is. And then if there's a way to... To move forward in a in a productive way, um, then maybe that's that's something that you guys can identify together. But if all that conversation is either not possible or not useful, I do feel like you'd be like, you, "It's okay for you to say, uh, I don't want to hear." If this is what you're gonna do,
0: <laughs> I don't want to hear it.
1: If this is what you're gonna do, uh, miss me with it. I could,
0: I I, I would go with that approach. I would ask her if anything is wrong, and if she actually if if she don't want to talk about it. Then I would let her know. Okay, so bust it. Um, we work in a small environment, you know. I I guess don't speak on behalf of other people. Let them speak for themselves. But you could say I've noticed that you speak very negatively about so many things. And at this point in time, I just I I, I want to make sure that I'm honest with you, but I also am not trying to create an environment of like dissension or or you know make this thick air or anything but Mm -hmm. you're draining it's draining me it's literally (laughs) draining me that you never have anything positive to say and you could be making her aware she might not even have any clue that that that's how she's coming off like you you don't know until you have a conversation so i will first ask her how everything's going and then from there have a real honest conversation. Just like we talked about in the kitchen table talk, it's time to start calling some shit out. (laughs) Hey, like if it's, if it's not part of the mind, your business ministry, if it does directly affect you call it out shit, but there's a way to do it. And I think that you can do it in a peaceful manner. And it might be something a lot of times when people are doing things, they don't even realize they're doing them. True. They don't even realize it. And sometimes it takes somebody else to bring it to their attention. So let us know how it goes. (laughs) um you can continue to send your honesty box questions to Podcast at gmail.com and we will move right along to these petty peeps because this this episode is lengthy and i want to be very responsible of the things i say to my sister because everybody know i can be real petty p-e to the t-t-y honey, honey. oh it's petty peeve time it's time to put the petty on parade um, my Petty Peeve is another, it's part of my Bodega Chronicles. Oh boy. So went to the bodega go, to go get what I get. And um, I am sifting through my selection. I have to choose my things individually. So, So I'm talking to the dude behind the counter or whatever, but I always step to the side because I'm like, if I'm taking my time, then somebody else can go and pay for their stuff. So I waved this dude along, and I'm like, Papa, go ahead, you can go." Like, I'm I'm, I'm taking my time. Oh, mm-hmm. he's like, "I like the way you call me Poppy." Yeah, I said first and foremost, I didn't call you Poppy. I called you Papo, which is a general nickname for niggas. Would you like me to call you nigger? <laughs> and he's like, "No, but you can call me Poppy again." I was like, "All right, you can go." Like <laughs> you can. <laughs> You can actually just stop talking to me at this point. Like, I was like, I just, I put my head down and continued to look at what I was looking at. And I was like, mm mm. And every time I said, mm mm, this nigga kept talking, he's like, oh no, yes. And I was like, mm mm, mm mm. (laughs) And I was disgusted. I was absolutely disgusted. And then I got on FaceTime with my sis as I walked home. But that's my petty peeve this week. Just niggas who don't know how to take a clue or a hint. They're way too, they're way too form. They're way too like in my space. Y'all like niggas, I need y'all to take a clue. When somebody don't want to talk to you and they're not giving you that energy, walk away. Walk away. Because there's somebody else in this world who will give you the energy that you are looking for. But it ain't here. That's my Bodega Chronicles Petty peeve this week. What's your petty peeve?
1: Um, I don't really have one. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna pull one together. Okay. Oh. Um. I, I okay. Here we go. I don't like. Um. This is gonna be really, really, really stupid. <laughs> so um, maybe not though so I have like it's around Christmas time mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the kids get gifts around Christmas mm-hmm. right because that's what we do mm-hmm. we give children gifts so there's there's this um, given our conversation last week when we talked about North and this red lip mm-hmm. and just letting kids be kids I I feel I feel like I see many many more kids with like phones, oh, and and iPads mm-hmm. and access to like, and I just know maybe I'm just coming off of watching this uh, R. Kelly <laughs> docu series and just watching the news every day and thinking about all of the, the ways that these crazy human traffickers are gaining access to. Our loved ones, and I'm just wondering if we are just getting a little too—I uh, don't
0: know—rely on why, why,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. like why? Why do seven and eight year olds have whole phones that they with like numbers, like they can text? No, that's
0: FaceTime—that's weird. I know a lot of people give kids phones for uh, emergencies and and so forth and so on. Um, I just I don't know maybe I'm maybe it's coming from, like maybe I'm old school or something you don't need that much access there's way too much access out here for children to be having that much freedom and furthermore like it's this habit of electronics with kids like they are obsessed we have to <laughs> grow we have to wildly limit Noah's um like screen time I, I, we make sure like she can't watch TV on school nights. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not about mm-hmm. to be sitting up on the iPad or the iPhone every time you need to be distracted. Um, and I really, we t- really try to make sure that we like have her doing other things that keep her busy. Painting, drawing, yoga, playing with her toys. And, and let's be very clear here. She's just like your little rugrats where she loves to watch those weird ass fucking videos of kids playing with toys or grownups playing with toys. And I hate every last bit of it. I think it is mind control and I don't trust it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I fully fully sympathize with all of the parents out there who deal with the same thing with these weird ass fucking videos and the in the and the adults who make those videos i'm watching you because these videos are strange like i understand that you're getting paid buku dollars but i just the videos are weird and there's like a real like culty little theme to them and i don't like it Hmm. anyway
1: limit your kid's screen time like, just go back Maybe to the. That's t- not even a petty piece, <laughs> but I just think that it just makes me, it's more of a question.
0: Like, why so much?
1: Why so I much? think it's
0: laziness sometimes. I know like, a lot of scared. times parents are busy, and like we, but we live in such a digital age, and I think sometimes it's laziness. Like, sometimes kids, people just are busy and they don't want to deal with certain things. So, like, hey, take the phone. And I've been guilty. <laughs> I have been guilty, which is why I can say it but i recognize the the long-lasting effects of how you know of what that can have on her and i don't want her growing up as one of these little weirdos like i don't want that like i want her to be a well-rounded kid I, we didn't have access to that that many electronics and that much technology and this much internet like we didn't have that that kind of access growing up and so i'd love for her mm-hmm. to be able to have a lot of organic interactions and learning experiences and things like that not be so behind where you don't know what's going on in your time but like we gotta we gotta we gotta limit that shit because it's weird i'm sorry i totally took over your petty
1: beef (laughs) no it's fine because i told you i really didn't have like i didn't feel like i had like a, a real one just something that i noticed like I was in Target and like all the children were just like zoomed in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. and I guess the I guess the alternative would be them like running around the store and raising hands. I think I'd rather that
0: almost just because I they did, look like a little they look like children of the corn.
1: I'm just like, guys, what in the world? <laughs> like I'm like, hello. It's a little apple coat. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I will and another, this is oh what <laughs> This is funny. I meant to say this during the trash, but, you know, given the government shutdown, I saw a funny meme today mm. that was like the only the only uh, wall Trump going to have to worry about is a wall around the White House if this shutdown messes with these tax returns. Listen,
0: I did hear that the IRS is still going to issue tax returns even with the government shutdown.
1: And I feel bad for all the people who work for the IRS. That means they're going to be working for nothing.
0: Y'all are working for nothing. I feel bad for TSA. I feel bad for everybody who is affected by this, except for the people who voted for Trump. the people who voted for Trump, y'all can starve. But everybody
1: else. I feel, so
0: bad. I feel bad for TSA. It's I feel bad. bad for TSA. And I feel I feel bad for everybody who is affected by this. Like this is bullshit. It's getting ready to affect food stamps and people getting their food stamps. Like this is really affecting families. But maybe it will teach it will teach a lesson mm-hmm. to you idiots out there who voted for this man who made you believe that you are on the same level, that you guys are on the same level financially. This man told you some crazy-ass story about how his daddy loaned him, gave him his first loan of $1 million, and y'all think you are the same? Yo, you deserve to eat, like, wish sandwiches. But anyway, uh, (laughs) 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 that is another episode of Getting Grown. Uh yes it certainly is. We know this was a heavy episode and we fully understand if it if you need to take some time to unpack and like we are all feeling real heavy during this time but hopefully, you know, it'll just lead to us being able to have some larger conversations and lead to us being able to make some sort of change for our future generations where they can deal with a lot less of this. Um you know and and a predator is going to be a predator but hopefully you know we can put some systems in place to not allow that that type of behavior to flourish uh, as frequently as it has in the past and as it is now but um with that being said we thank you all for listening uh you can find all of the information in the description box do you have any closing announcements sis
1: I do not. I thank you all for your patience. I know that this was a rough episode. Um, It was hard for us, too. We we did want to talk about it, though, because yeah. I felt like I got lots of tweets and DMs. Yeah. Are you guys going to talk about it? Are you going to talk about it? And it's heavy stuff. We're still processing and figuring it out as well. As always, please jump in the comments or in our respective uh, mentions <laughs> with your two cents. Yeah. Um, and we can continue to have the conversation. We'll, we'll be thrilled to continue to to discuss this. Because like we said, it's something that we're going to have to keep on talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's
0: ongoing. And there's so many factors and facets to it. But we just, we don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have the time to be able to cover all of it. But in the meantime, drink your water so that you can hydrate that your part. body. Mm-hmm. Moisturize your skin.
1: Absolutely. And continue to uh, mind your business. Because right? your black will crack if it's dry and nosy. Adios. Bye.